from the TMBC Network. Welcome to Bad Audiobooks, a parody brought to you by our extremely jazzy patrons on Patreon. I'm your host, Nick Masmanian, along with my co-host, Ken Heidelman. Thanks so much for listening to our show about good books read badly. So what is coming up off of the shelf today, Nick? We are delving into the realm of mystery as we read The Hardy Boys. Anything special happening for this particular episode? Uh, in this particular episode, you can actually see us doing it live uh, <laughs> on Twitch. Is that, is that the phrasing you want to go with? Well, it's live, isn't it? You want to see us doing it Oh, live. Well, we're I watching mean, us. I we're mean, doing it. If you slip a quarter into the slot, <laughs> the screen the, the, the screen opens the door and it slides up. And you get, you get a show. What the show is, I don't know, but you get a show. You're going to get a show. I promise you entertainment, <laughs> at the very least. So uh, we'll be re reading The Hardy Boys, the first book out of the series, The Tower Treasure, as voted on by our patrons. And I popped my pee, but the point is, um, our patrons voted today on our, on our uh, selection. Yeah, and uh, this is the book they selected between Alice Wonderland and uh, this book. So big thank you to our patrons for for voting on this. Uh, we we both thought that they were going to go with uh, Alice in Wonderland, which was the alternative. But yeah, nope. uh, Hardy Boys won out left field. Yeah, uh, but I think we sold it a little too well. You sold it really well. Yeah, and and I was just like, I just want to make an accurate description of what we're gonna do, and in that description, I'm like, oh wow, I kind of sold it. Uh, I knew when so, I finished writing it, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be Hardy Boys now. So, so Kent did an amazing job doing the overlay for our for our live stream. Thank you. Um, no, really, like, props. To I, you. I appreciate it. Thank you. It looks fantastic, but it almost looks like a QVC thing where we're like. selling a copy of the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up today is a brand new fresh You've copy of the Hardy left. Boys. <laughs> To buy it, you've only got thirty minutes left to get a new copy of the Hardy Boys. So this particular one is the original printing, meaning it's a little more on the racist side. Yes, from what we've heard is that the original uh, original printing of the Hardy Boys came out in nineteen twenty-seven. Yeah, I think it is. Hang the on. original copyright. Does yours? Does your copy yep. have someone uh, some writing in it? Yes, it does. It says to Alexa with love, Grandma H. December 2000. Thank you, Grandma H. I'm sure she was super racist. <laughs> Grandma H was politely racist. She was <laughs> politely like, racist. She just said she just said terms that were like just like you know it is racist, but it's so subtle and look how nice it is. <laughs> I didn't mean it by that. I don't know why you'd think you're that. one of the good ones. <laughs> oh fuck! I I was like I don't know quite what we're talking about. Oh okay, there it is. <laughs> this shit has gotten so subtle. Uh, uh, it's, it's well there. not gotten. It's been subtle for a hundred years. Uh, a lot longer than a lot that. longer than that, but not the subtle. I'm talking about the subtle part. A hundred years, by the way, is almost when this book was printed. It's uh, came out 92 years ago. Yeah, almost, maybe almost 93, depending yeah. on mm -hmm. when it came out. Whenever you're listening uh, to the show, yeah, uh, we just dated ourselves. Way to go, dated, we dated it. Uh, but yeah, that's it's exciting. Uh, we we've been curious to see how this book uh, is going to fuck us up as we read it. Because a, it's a kids book. This yeah. is ta this is targeted at like eight, grade three. <laughs> Grade four, like grade four or five, it's built for kids to read. Oh, mine's got the uh, yeah. Yours has got the mine's dust jacket free. Yours is uh, I got the fancy dust jacket. This yeah. is like a second or third. But can we describe them? Printer. They almost look like they're gonna go golfing. They do have you are you are on point hat wise. They're they're, they're like gonna be like. So I recommend you use the pitching wedge in this particular problem. <laughs> Thank you, boy. That's more than I know, and I'd say, boy, <laughs> get out of here. I just want to go to school. Can I have a nickel? Good. <laughs> 
Here's a penny. Be grateful for it. Oh my god, I could buy a whole ham hock with a penny. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, without further ado, turn to your potentially racist copy of. Uh, this the is Hardy a reissue Boys. from 1991, but it's a but it's the original printing. It's the original copy. It's the original the book copy, from yeah. 27. Copy t- the text copy, yeah, yeah. But it's a reissue from 1991, and there is a publisher's note at the beginning of this book. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons why we really wanted to do the Hardy Boys was because uh, 1959, which is the books that we all have today, are all from 1959, like the classic covers, the blue spines, and everything, or the yellow Nancy Drew ones. Yeah, yeah. they're all from the 50s. Uh, 59. But 59, 1959 said 1927 is being too racist. <laughs> so they're like, we need to call that back a bit. And this is 1959. So when like, I wrote in my review, or like the me pitching it to our patrons to vote for, I was saying, hey, so this book <clears throat> was revised four years before Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech. Wow. <laughs> Just Wow. <laughs> Uh, like, ah, this is this might be crossing the line a little bit. We gotta we gotta tow this back a little bit. So we just want to see where this beloved classic originated. Uh, do we want to read this uh, this intro this publisher's note? Um, yes, we do. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. And we're, uh, this is book one of the Hardy Boys series. There's just many many books in that series, but this is the Tower Treasure. Did you know you were talking about something about the author potentially being? Like a pen name that I didn't know about? Yeah, it was for sure a pen name. Uh, uh, Franklin W. Dixon doesn't exist. <laughs> He's in our imaginations. He was a He's machination of a publisher who was road. like, I need to make money and I want to hire the most amount of writers possible. Hello, I'm Frank Franklin W. Dixon, and I'm just as fictional as the characters I write. Yes. So it was r- the first a couple books were written by one guy, and as far as I can know, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as I know, yeah, you go. Uh, <laughs> As far as I know, uh, it, it, it was something where he wrote them, and then it went to the publisher. And yes, they are very racist, the first editions of the book. Um, or not very racist, but they have a lot of unpleasant dialogue well, we don't know. or whatever. We, we don't know specifically. The we, point we is, just read excerpts. The, the family of that author said, Reading like, experts. you know, we don't know where it really came from. So I think it was probably an editor or somebody at the publisher who, who punched it up. Stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. So because... Uh, I like what you got here, but... Uh, can we uh, do something about the minorities here and, uh, I don't know, make them, uh, bring them down a level? Because <laughs> we need to knock those guys down a peg. <laughs> they don't belong here. They seem to be on, what is this, equal footing? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I'm just going to do some quick edits here, and uh, yeah, that <clears throat> sounds about right. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, this is this is fascinating shit. All right, let's... We've uh, I think we've jerked off enough about the intro here, uh, so let's 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 begin. Are you going to be our narrator for this? Uh... Um, There's no way we're going to get this whole book done today. No, we're way. not going to read the uh, whole. This thing. is going to be I don't know. We're, we'll figure it out. We don't really have the rhythm yet because we haven't read it, but uh, chapter ish kind of uh, episodes. Yeah, no, these are going to be grouped. So I'm hoping that they're pretty close together. Like I hope they're not super duper long. But we'll see. We'll see. Let's let's start with the publisher's note. Or do you want to read that at the end? Like we did with H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Um, Is this spoilery to do it at the beginning? A part of me feels like... Uh, kind of spoilery. Yeah. You know what? Uh, maybe we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll let's, wait. That's, that's a great little way to end. Yeah, I think so. Wait, what is this? What's this next part? A little 
ghostly history. Okay, that's more for the end. That's more juice. Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit more uh, gas in the tank. Yeah. The Ghost Rider. Oh, it's by the Leslie McFarlane is the original writer. He wrote uh, The Tower Treasure, The House on the Cliff, The Secret of the Old Mill, and others. So that's the original writer okay. of the Hardy Boys. <laughs> this wasn't me, I swear. <laughs> I didn't do that. Look, guys, I really, it's cool. I, I, I just wanted two boys to solve mysteries. <laughs> I asked them for 30 years <laughs> to take out the racist shit. And they finally listened. Just so you know, I'm not one to be worried about. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool just like you. Some of my best friends. Are <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to be reading The Tower Illustrated Treasure. by. We've got illustrations. What? We do? Illustrated by Walter S. Uh, maybe just the cover. Uh, must be because I don't see any oh. copies in here. Yeah. I know. The artist is disappointed. I am. I'm disappointed. <laughs> the artist is disappointed. Was I man, my heart just like soared for a moment. <laughs> Especially for what the fuck it was gonna be. Alright, alright, let's get all right, to the Let's shit. see let's see how far okay. No, I think... no, don't look. Just just jump in. Just get get it in there. I don't want to. <laughs> we got this. Alright, let me see what we got. Alright, the Hardy Boys, the Tower Treasure, Chapter One, The Speed Demon. Oh wait, these are this is dialogue. All right, for those that haven't listened to the H.P. Lovecraft's uh, no, podcast but it, stuff left, we almost had no dialogue for an entire series. Of yeah, so I was Lovecraft so ready, books. and we're reading Frankenstein on Patreon, so I'm so ready to jump in as narrator, and I'm like, oh, we're starting with dialogue. Do I open? Dare yeah. I say? I think you do. Oh, what a treat. I, I've I've never seen quotations before at the beginning of a book. Surprise, surprise. I don't even know what voice to give context to. I know. We don't know what we're going to jump into, so good luck. All right. <laughs> After the help we gave Dad on that forgery case. Oh, my God. I'm one of the Hardy Boys. <laughs> Man, you said... Dad, Dean, you sound Dad. so young or old. After the help we gave Dad on that forgery case, I guess we'll begin to think we could be detectives when we grow up. Why shouldn't we? Isn't he one of the most famous detectives in the country? And aren't we his sons? Yes, we're just if, two of a kind. I know. If the profession was good for enough for him to follow it, should we be good enough for us? Oh, shit, I keep going. Oh, two bright-eyed boys on motorcycles what? were speeding along <laughs> on a short road. Just in the a sunshine. casual conversation on motorcycles. <gasps> <laughs> hey, oh, dude, oh, yeah, oh, oh, we should be talking about some stuff. <laughs> It's like, turning into, it's like turning into Brody jumping out of an airplane and having a conversation with Keanu Reeves. I mean, for for 1927, this opens with like a bang. Yeah, right. They're riding on motorcycles and Ooh. having conversations about In the sunshine along, uh, of a morning spring. A morning in spring. Yeah, it's like, we're in it. We're going. This right. is so nice. All right, hit it. Classic going, literature going to, can eat going it. Going to six gear. Six gear? <laughs> I knew that was going to be. I'm sitting there going like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, let me give you an instructional course on how to build an engine. How to work on a motorcycle. Read this shit. It was Saturday, and they were enjoying a holiday from the Bayport High School. The day was ideal for a motorcycle trip, and the lads were combining business with pleasure. By what going kind of business are they doing in high school? This is the 1920s. Get to work! <laughs> we're going to haul all that liquor for over from Canada. 16, you should have been working for three years by now. No, I'm Your sorry. Your resume is terrible. I've been working since I was four, kid. What are you doing up here? Aren't you 12? Shut up. Yeah, I'm your manager. Get, get back to work. Are you, is that a union? Did someone say union? Get out of here. All right, here Break that go. up. The day was ideal for motorcycle riding, blah, blah, blah. 
uh, with the pleasure of going on an errand to a nearby village for their father. Because <laughs> villages were still in existence. Father, the- please let me go to the village for you. No! The other, the older of the two boys was a tall, dark youth, about 16 years of age. Okay. I don't know what... Uh, his name was Frank Hardy. The other boy, his companion, on the motorcycle trip was his brother Joe, the a year younger. So my Frank and your Joe? Uh-huh. Okay. I guess I'm Joe. While there was a certain resemblance between the two lads, chiefly in the firm yet good-humored expression in, of their mouths. He's really into the way these kids Getting look. into the description. In He's some respects... Really, yeah. Uh, Handsome young man. <laughs> uh, she's on here. Uh, <laughs> keep going. Okay, I'm going. Oh, my God. In some respects, they differed greatly in appearance. While Frank was dark and with straight black hair and brown eyes, his brother was pink-cheeked and with fair curly hair and blue eyes. They're, these were the Hardy Boys. Titles. Title credits. Son of Fenton. The Hardy Boys. Dun, Son. Dun, 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 dun. I feel like they're driving underneath the credits, too. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's all interactive. It's we're, unseen. We're making this super cinematic. Yeah, right. Uh, the Sons of Fenton Hardy from the North, an internationally famous detective who had made a name for himself in the years he had spent on the New York police force and who was now, at the age of 40, She's dead. about to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he both help ourselves. Yeah, there you go. So he's dead. He, he's long gone. It's 1927. A poor dead father. Handling his own practice. You see, this is back in the day when you could be like a private detective and not have it be like, I'm just going to watch this house with a camera in the van for hours. I got to solve the crime it. for you. What do you need? Um, I'm a yeah. gumshoe. Here's all the insurance cases you're going to do that actually make money. <laughs> I know, right? I so that's boring. Re- that's too real. Oh, I took, a, I took a private investigation course for a day. You did not. I did. It was I, by, by an actual right. P.I. Pin. No. What? Uh, what do you oh, tell me about this shit? Basically, they all just do. P, they all do insurance cases. Like, that is so unsexy. It is. It's like I, he talks about like yeah, if you see a body or something, you're gonna just call the police. <laughs> He's like not all my, the movies, everything, job. everything that has ever like it, the most you do, you do skip tracing, you do insurance. I don't know what case. skip tracing is. Skip tracing is when you're trying to find somebody. So you're trying okay. to like to either give them a uh, manhunting. Well, it's to give them tracking. A, what bloodhounds? <laughs> it's it's you go to someone's house and be like, "Hi, I'm Jim something something from Insurance Company X. Uh, he's inherited a lot of money from an uncle. I'm trying to find him. Oh, he's over there. Oh, thanks. Are you Jim something something? Yes, you've been served. Like you're Got mostly it. doing that kind of stuff too, or trying to locate him to like sign off on children's like rights and stuff like that for their kids if they're giving away the rights uh, or something. Alimony or something like that. Well, that that too. But the point is, I like, they help locate people and they do insurance stuff. But yeah, it's not, it's not, it's dark not, and stormy nights. <clears throat> it's not everything we're about to read. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, the police be like, "Get the fuck out of our way! All we right, got now a that case you've taken to solve." That large gallon of water and, and dunked it on this whole book. Yeah, let's yeah. keep going to this exciting crime story. Let's get into it. Well, back in the day, they did do kind of this kind of sort of stuff more often. I don't need a badge. <laughs> <laughs> I got the truth. It just slows me down. <laughs> Now I gotta put this car battery to his nuts. <laughs> I don't need the weight of the law, but I got the weight of this pistol in your back of your neck. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So back in the day, they actually did operate like this and stuff. But a lot of laws were passed that basically limited uh, per, uh, PIs in, in interfering with police. <laughs> were, were they to uh, what's the opposite of gun shy? <laughs> <laughs> they like I to- solved another crime. Just like six people dead on the floor. Uh, I think you did it. <laughs> 
Which one was it, Kiff? <laughs> um, right, here we go. <clears throat> and actually, famous detective man himself in the years and spent the Hardy family lived in Bayport, a city of about fifty thousand inhabitants, located on Barnmet Bay, three miles in from the Atlantic. And Are they going to give their address at this point? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and here that you could drop off mail for their PO box. And here the Hardy boys attended high school and dreamed of the days when they too should be detectives like their father and fail hard at it because no one ever lives up to the other parents doing their job. <laughs> Let me teach you all the ways and then tell you how you're never going to be good enough. <laughs> you're never going to be good enough, son. You're, you're, your brother's so much better at this than you. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. You really ought to go back to, uh, I don't know, what is it? Frank's here? so much better. You know, Joe's a natural. He's just got the right instincts. <laughs> just tell the kids to make them compete oh, against oh, each other. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where you were going. But I was like, what are you talking about? Anyway. As they sped along the narrow shore road with the waves breaking on the rocks far below, they discussed their chances of winning over their parents to agreement with their ambition to follow in the footsteps of their father. Again, how are you having this conversation while riding motorcycles? I don't know. Beyond me. Like uh, most boys. They, how, how are we going to win this argument with our parents? we got to beat them at it. We've got to work. Let's keep discussing this as we ride motorcycles at high speed along the cliff. No, no. The, so then you warm mom up with a, with a nice discussion and you do your chores. What? And then, no, you do your ch- <laughs> Fuck it! <laughs> All right, so it's 19... 19- I, I don't think the author has ever been near a motorcycle before. No, never. It's like it's like in Point Break when they're skydiving and having a conversation in flight. It just won't work. Not at all. I forgot about that. I Brody! That what are you doing, Brody? You just gotta do it, dude. I love you, man! <laughs> jo- Johnny Utah! <laughs> Give me two kisses, baby! <laughs> Oh, my God. We could just keep quoting that movie all day. Uh, um, I could. The FBI is going to pay me to teach how to surf. I screwed up. That I part. am an FBI agent. Point Break Live is amazing. I've been still- to that. You yeah. Too? Yes. I didn't High know five. you had either. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, so. my God. I, I doubt they do it still. I, I hope they do. Cause if it's you find timeless. out, let me know. It's timeless. I timeless. A right. live studio, or not live studio, live theater performing Point Break. Yeah. And then the audience, someone from the audience gets to be picked to be Johnny Utah. And you read off cue cards, so you have the same exact acting prowess. It's as incredible. Reeves. It's, it's fantastic. It's incredible. Fantastic. Like most boys, they speculated frequently on the occupation that they would follow when they grew up. And it had always seemed to them that nothing offered so many possibilities of adventure and excitement as a career as a detective. <laughs> you get to break up coke rings and... <laughs> And talk to hookers and investigate their their pimps. When was uh, Prohibition? This is during Prohibition. <laughs> okay, so they're gonna be going against the mob and getting like the. Liquor. I really hope we're gonna be collecting all sorts of booze, Johnny. I, know, I was about to say, I really hope they get involved in some kind of like hooch operation at some point. I'm su- I'm curious maybe the treasure of the tower is booze. Yeah, it's a distillery up there. <laughs> <laughs> they got a bathtub. What are you kids doing here? Hey, you gotta get out of here. This is our food shine. <laughs> this is my food shine right here. Keep out. This is my tower. <laughs> oh, you Johnny Law, hey? I don't need a badge. <laughs> I'll get out of here then, boys. I got a distillery. I don't well, need no badge. As long as you're here, you want a drink? <laughs> we need help. It's making you blind. I can't see anything no more. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get to the Odyssey now. I'm just going to go back to my stirring. <laughs> but whenever... Oh, hang on. Uh, this is me. Okay. But whenever we mention it to Dad, he just laughs at us, said Joe, Hart- Joe Hardy. Tell us to wait until we're through school, and then we can think about being detectives. Wait till you graduate middle school, son, and then we can talk. 
<coughs> we tell your balls drop and you can actually use them. You know, ninth grade's for suckers. <laughs> Gotta get you on the streets. This is for the softies. It makes all the snowflakes melt. Uh, I forgot what voice I did. Uh, well, at least there's more encouraging than mother. <laughs> at least he's Re- more encouraging than mother. Remarked Frank. She comes out plump and plain. <laughs> what? It says she wants us to be a doctor or the other a lawyer. What if I- You are now a doctor. You a lawyer. Wait. Now you're the lawyer. But what a fine, to fine lawyer either of us would make, sniffed Joe. Or a doctor either. We're both cut out to be detectives and dad knows it. Well, he says, what a fine lawyer. I know. It's like he's arguing their point for that. I don't know what he's a fucking idiot. As I was saying, the help we gave him in the forgery case proves it. <laughs> Jesus. That's a t- fake $20 bill if I ever seen one. staying up to two in the morning trying to crack this case. And then my son came down and put his milk down on top of the notes and I just blew it wide open. These serial numbers don't match up. <laughs> Did I- they even do serial numbers? <laughs> uh, yeah, they had serial numbers. Yeah? yeah. Did they paint them in by hand? Uh, they, they didn't mention my forgery. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're not the, the a librarian from The Last Crusade. <laughs> By the way, who is not fantasized whenever they stamp anything to be that guy? I don't that's, know. That's I always the greatest. Uh, I have to have those big st- mechanical stamps now. Anyway, I'm an, I'm an adult. He, um, he didn't say much, but I'll bet he's been thinking it a lot. <laughs> I bet he's been thinking about it so much. Oh, I bet. I bet he has no cases. Or dealing with bills, or <laughs> wanting to just make out with mom. No, he's been thinking about it. Hang on, are the boys <sighs> are the boys riding their motorcycles. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to become the greatest detectives in the world. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not even going to think about anything else but that right now. Mm, but I just can't let him. <laughs> I can't be outclassed by my children. Can't be shown up by them. No, no, it's I got to be a man. <laughs> I'll beat them into submission. Of course we. Re- of course, we really can't. We really didn't actually do very much on the ca- in that case. Charlie How are you selling out. the readers on your book? We're actually not that good. <laughs> we're the best. We really aren't. <laughs> There's 80 books in this series, and we don't really know what we're doing. All right. Well, it's on you. Okay. Uh, but we suggested something that led to a clue. T- <laughs> I have a raging clue. We didn't point out a clue. We said something that did something that went to maybe a clue. Huh? That's as much a part of detective work as anything else. Dad himself admitted that we would never th- he never would have thought of examining the city tax receipts. Because <laughs> they, because uh, a fucking 14-year-old would know what a tax receipt is. Dad, Dad, I'm going to level with you. What's that, son? Did you check their tax receipts with the city? My God. This case just blew wide open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! But, Dad... How many did they file all of their receipts for their purchases against their business? Dad, it says here that they bought 50 pounds of coffee last year and did it as a write-off. I don't think they actually knew that they can't deduct food from their stuff. How could they possibly consume 50 pounds of coffee in one year when there's only an office of two people and one of them doesn't drink it? And oh one of those Mormon that needs caffeine. I think they're uh, they're siphoning funds off the business. Oh, my God. It's a slush fund, Dad. It's classic. Our <laughs> teachers thought us about this in elementary school. Well, I got to do my homework on trigonometry. <laughs> well, I, maybe I'm wrong. I'll let you get back to the case. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, can you tuck me in? <laughs> I'm scared of the dark. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. The city tax oh, the city tax receipts for that forged signature. <laughs> it was just a lucky idea on our part, but it proved to him that we could use our head. <laughs> 
that we can use our heads for something more than to hang our hats on. Oh my god. Oh, I I get. Oh, I'm going too far. I'm going too far, Sherlock. Hang on. <laughs> oh, I guess I guess he's convinced. All right. Once we get out of school, he'll probably give us uh, his give us his permission. Why? This is a good sign right now, isn't it? He asked us to deliver these papers for him to Will Willowville. He's letting us help him. Here's my mail. Go Golly gee Whitakers. I don't want to pay for a stamp. <laughs> I'll send my children. You two can be the stamps. Gas is cheaper than a stamp. You know how much the stamp costs me? It's more than your life. Get on the bike and ride. Go deliver this now. Get out of my hair. I'd rather get it on the real good mystery. Said Frank. It's all right to help Dad, but if there's no more excitement in it than delivering papers, I'd rather start in studying to be a lawyer and be done with it. <laughs> all right, sorry, I was checking back, some messages. Back to you. You checking your texts? I, you know my situation. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I was afraid I bolted my wife out of the house again. She's got a house key, but it doesn't mean anything when there's a bolt on the door. Because we go through the garage all the time because we're human <laughs> beings and we have technology that's like an opening door. Like it's like, you know, Alibaba and I can do open sesame on that shit. All right. All right. All right. Get back to work, kid. Ugh. If we do some. <laughs> you, you have to keep that. Voice. I know. I know. Never mind, Frank. Comforted his, comforted his brother. We may get a mystery all our own to solve someday. One day, baby. <laughs> one, one day. Ah, I dream of that one beautiful day. Her name's Susan. <laughs> if we do, we'll show that Fenton Hardy's sons are worthy of his name. Okay. Oh, boy. But what wouldn't I give to be a f as famous as dad? I want those women and the booze. I want fame and fortune. I want the separation anxiety that he has every day from us. That's clearly not me projecting it onto him. I want to prove to him that he needs to love me. <laughs> Why some of the biggest cases in the country are turned over to him. That forgery case, for instance. Because county lines don't mean anything in any jurisdiction. Nothing, nothing matters in the world of the Hardy Boys. $50,000 <laughs> have been stolen right from under the noses of the city officials and all the auditors and city detectives and private detectives and state officials and the governor and the FBI and the prime minister of England. Which didn't exist yet. Called in, had to admit that it was too deep for him. <laughs> but don't worry, some high schoolers could crack it open. <laughs> I don't even think they're are they high school. They haven't even heard of age yet. They're able to they operate. They said high school in the, the they did? Okay. Like, they think like the first paragraph. Well, you know, cool. I had this funny thing happen to me at homeroom <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Hang on. Then they called in dad and he cleaned it up in three days. Once he had a suspicion, once he got suspicious of that slick bookkeeper who nobody had seen and had nobody been suspecting at all it was all over but the shouting got a confession out of him and everything with that car battery <laughs> where are the bookkeepers <laughs> where's the money it's in my it's in your mom uh, where's it filed it's is it under um, inheritance or is it under what is it it's inside her ass Okay, thanks for the update. This is real good. Oh, good yeah. information. All right, now you do me. <laughs> what? Oh, I mean, get, get back in your jail cell. I like how he got the confession. Yeah, right? How is that admissible? How is any of this legal? 
I got a gun. That's all the law I need. Tell me what I want to know. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Put the gun in my mouth. I love the taste of the lead. <laughs> okay. Uh, fucking uh, bookkeeper. Who's talking right now? Is it you? Oh, uh, that was you. Okay. It was smooth work. Uh, it was. Are you sure? Whatever. It's you. It was smooth work. I'm glad our suggestion helped him. The case certainly got a lot of attention in the papers. And here we are, said Joe, plunging along the short road on a measly little errand to deliver some legal paperwork to Willowville. I'd rather be on a track on some diamond thieves or a smugglers or something. What? What? I'm sharing my hopes and aspirations with you, brother. Ah, whatever. Well... We'll have to be satisfied, I suppose, replied Frank, leaning further over the handlebars. <laughs> Watch this trick! <laughs> you see this shit? <laughs> Later that day, Frank, the was front found, <laughs> Frank was found wrapped around a tree and dead. That's the end of the Hardy Boys. <laughs> His brother's teeth knocked out like, <laughs> like displaced ornaments on a Christmas tree. Oh. Shattered to the ground. <laughs> His eyes dangling from the branches like tinsel. <laughs> The two cops kissed under it like it was mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at you so hard for the last three years of our patrol. Nothing gets me harder than the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. uh, perhaps Dad may give us a chance on a real case sometime. They're just repeating. Sometime! I want to be on a real case now! I just said that. <laughs> I just... That's I my line. No- I have no original thoughts, Frank. They say uh, fla- <laughs> imitation is the highest form of flattery. Like, imitation is the highest form of flattery. That, that I got PTSD flashbacks to my brothers. No, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh wow. I'm gonna, I want to kill myself. Go <laughs> <laughs> keep go on. <laughs> oh god, they're fun as adults now. <laughs> <laughs> they became human beings as they got older. There was an age gap. Oh, well, there you go. The motorcycles roared along the narrow road that they st- that skirted the bay. This sounds like <laughs> the most dangerous place to ride. <laughs> I'm going to ride on this path that's no wider than my foot. The fucking mail, bitches! <laughs> Look, Ma, no hands! Look, Ma, no face! <laughs> An embankment of tumbled rocks and boulders sloped steeply to the water below, and on either side of the of the road was a steep cliff. The roadway itself was narrow, although it was wide enough to permit two cars to meet and pass. That's not narrow. These are cars in the 1920s. They're boats. It's just a one-lane road. I guess. And it wound about in a frequent curves and turnings. It was a road that was not often traveled. For Willow For all the deaths of the children and teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> the white crosses littered the side of the road for their bodies. It's Ortega crumpled. Highway. It's littered Ortega Highway. There's a highway near us that's one of the most dangerous roads in the United States. And a lot of motorcyclists die on it. They like, never take that road. I think the ravine is full of motorcyclists. <laughs> they don't even pick the bodies up. They're just they're like, just, eh, I'm not going down there. They knew the risks. <laughs> Actually, it's mostly the cars you have to worry about. But anyway. Oh, my nose. Gesundheit? Do you want me to read? Dunka. No, I got it. It was a road that often traveled, for Willowville was the only small village, and this shore road was an sh- offshoot of the main highways to the north of the west. And thank God for the Eisenhower bill that gave us highways across America. I don't know why we, we needed that information, but anyway. I know. I, I just learned about it recently. 
with the Eisenhower freeway thing. Yeah, the infrastructure that he built under yeah. his administration. Yeah. I was making a joke about how we didn't even know anything about the road to Willowville. I actually, it's the paragraph I enjoyed the most. Uh, really? Like, yeah, because I was like, oh, okay. Uh, it just it, it gets some setting, I guess. Yeah. I I I'm I feel like I'm building up to this danger <laughs> of a car accident. I'm uh, waiting for them to be dead. Like I really am, but they're not I going think to. They're going to kill them off in the first book, <laughs> and then they're going to replace them and have and just call the uh, have two more sons and then name them Frank and Joe. I'm, I'm convinced. Your name is Frank and Joe. Weren't they names Frank and Joe? Shut up. Get on the motorcycle. Take the mail. Shut up, Joe. I thought I was Frank. Whatever. <laughs> You're going to be dead anyway. <laughs> Go to Willowville. I got some mail. <laughs> I had to solve a case. I'm so drunk. Here, take these papers and drive. Are these just receipts? <laughs> Do my taxes. <laughs> the Hardy Boys dropped their discussion of the probability that someday... They would be pro- become detectives, and for a while they rode on in silence, <laughs> occupied with the difficulties of keeping on the road. <laughs> okay. Yet they were able to carry on that full moon conversation. For the road at this point was dangerous and very rough and ruddy, and it sloped sharply upward so that the embankment leading to the ocean far below became steeper and steeper. But let's keep talking. I shouldn't, uh... Want to go over the edge around here, remarked Frank as he glanced down the rugged slope. But I feel the call of the void when I <laughs> see the edge. <laughs> Have you ever felt the need to lean forward when you're looking at an edge? Don't you just want to see what's on the other side of, of, the, of the blackness inside my soul? It's a hundred foot drop! You'd be smashed to pieces before you ever hit the shore! Okay. Uh, I'll say it's best to stay in close to the cliff. These curves are bad medicine, baby. I think we got our first hint. Um, the motorcycles took to the next curve neatly, and then the boys confronted a long, steep So they slope. are riding on separate motorcycles. Because for a while there, I was like, okay. At yeah, least they're, on they're separate, riding together. They're on separate motorcycles. Yeah. Oh, they were on together. No, but if you look at the cover of the book, I think that... Oh, it doesn't have it, does it? Never mind. Yeah, no, I, I... They're riding two motorcycles. So not is there one loud fucking engine, there are two Here's the other thing, engines. too. This family's so fucking rich, because they can afford two motorcycles in 1927. To have them deliver mail. <laughs> you know, boys have to learn how to make their way in the world. Here's... Uh, no, you can't take my car. Take both of your motorcycles, for goodness sake. God, the car's a death trap. <laughs> what if it stopped? You have to get out and crank it. I wish there was some sort of fastening mechanism to your waist to keep you but we haven't invented that technology yet so oh well so, well we're just gonna have a pile of bodies take the mechanical horses Shit. uh i don't know who, oh yeah you're near uh, right. okay the rocky cliffs frowned on one side and smiled on the other and the embankment jutted far down into the tumbling ways below so that the road was a mere ribbon before them once we get to the top of the hill we'll be all right it's all smooth sailing from there to Willowville, remarked Frank as the motorcycles commenced the climb. I want to pause for a second and just say I, this writer at least makes it a lot easier than Sherlock did because I was like, I don't oh know yeah. who's reading. Uh, <coughs> oh, I see Frank. Okay, cool. I'm reading. Yeah. Just a quick glance ahead. Uh, Sherlock? No, no, it was like a it was a crapshoot as to whether or not you were talking still, even if it he had an end quote. Taking the names out. So we're having to like examine every line of dialogue, which isn't if you, indented and... Yeah, paragraph space. It, this is the best formatting we've had. It's amazing. I think this is also the most current book because I think we went from like HP HP stopped in the eighteen hundreds, yeah, to the early mm -hmm. to the late eighteen hundreds with like Sherlock, mm -hmm. and then Lovecraft with the early twenties, and so now we're in the, the 20s. late late twenties. <coughs> yeah, 
Shit. All right. Yep. Just then, above the sharp putt, uh, above the sharp putt putt, the sharp putt putt of their own motors. Look out for the windmill. It'll get you. <laughs> I personally like the doggy door, the doghouse thing. You know, there's a there's a there's a cheat around here. If you go hop this little path, if you hit six strokes, you you just uh, do a drop and you go to the next <laughs> hole. Thank you for carrying that out, that, that that little scene. That, Thank that you. Needed to happen. Then they heard uh, of their own motors. They heard the high humming roar of an automobile approaching at great speed. Yep. The car was not yet in sight, but there was no mistaking the fact that it was coursing along with the cutout open and with with the cutout open and with no regard for the speed laws. So cut to the ghosts of Hardy Boys solve their own <laughs> death. <laughs> Who murdered us? And uh, we should uh, pause there mm. to uh, do go to our little commercial breaky. Oh yeah, <laughs> turn that shit up. Oh shit. Kent, uh, Nick, do you have a comic that you work on? Oh shit, I do. <laughs> I did you pick it because I'm wearing this shirt? Yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I have a comic called Scary and Screamforth that I, I I wrote and drew. It's a spooky story. It's for like a teen level, middle school level reading. But I'm I'm in my 30s, so I write it for myself. Uh, if you want to read it, it's about three kid monsters and a monster. We're all town. teens on the inside. We're all children at heart. Uh, and if you want to read it, it's about three kid monsters in a monster town trying to solve a mystery. Spooky, cute, uh, and it's if you like Hardy Boys, you're gonna love Scary and Screamforth. <laughs> They solve mysteries and uh, <laughs> a bunch of kids solving mysteries. If I had racism in the comic, it'd be exactly like this book. It'd be the same book. Uh, but yeah, if you want to read it, you can read it for free. Mm-hmm. It is online. Uh, you can go to scariestandscreamforth.com uh, to go read it. Nick, I hear you've got um, a book. I do. Which one? Wh- which book? Which book? A yellow cover with a. It's a yellow cover. Green triangle. Oh yes, that I know is co- I know my. <laughs> And they're what? Shapes, colors, art. I, you, know, <laughs> I, I, you can tell my, my wheelhouse. <laughs> yes, it's called Margot Flint and the Last Soldier. That's it, the one. It is my teen young adult science fiction story about Margot Flint and her AI companion catcher who set out to remap their broken world. Fuck yeah, where can they get it? Find it on Amazon. Yeah. And then eventually uh, your local library, hopefully. Uh, so let's let's talk about the, the best <clears throat> way to support the show. The best way to support the show is Patreon. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash bad audiobooks, uh, we've got a bunch of different tiers to choose from. Uh, one of them is, uh, I think, the f- fiction tier. I think all the tiers get the f- uh, have the ability to do the fiction tier where you can vote on our books. Uh, you can participate in discussions. Uh, that's how we got the Hardy Boys. That's how we got the Hardy Boys. Our patrons uh, voted for that. But there's other things like uh, we do an exclusive after show podcast. Uh, on there for the patron for the patrons. Um, what else? We call it's called Between the Stacks. Uh, we also have Is an exclusive the, exclusive podcast. Yeah. yeah, we also have an exclusive reading of right now. We're doing uh, Frankenstein that's uploading every month. Yep, and um, we'll be picking other books once we go past that. A bunch yeah. of different tiers. All that stuff is like s- sprinkled into those tiers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go check it out at Patreon.com/slash Bad Audiobooks. I think yep. that's about it. Thank you so much. All right, let's jump back into the adventure. Thank you, supporters. <laughs> Suddenly, Cuphead. Uh, I think, I think it's your best uh, music selection yet, dude. That one, I love that one. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay, where were we? Right. Speed loss. What idiot is driving like that on this kind of road? Exclaimed Frank. They looked back. Huh, huh. 
Even as he spoke, the automobile flashed into sight. I'm about to say, they haven't even seen it, and he's already telling him an idiot. It's just I hearing him. Why don't you just pull over? Because clearly they don't have any room on this road. Uh, I guess this cliff, arguably. But I, what are they on the top of the fucking mountain? It sounds like there's really nowhere for them to go. So they're they're just gonna die now. This yeah. is the end of the Hardy Boys. I, we're not even out of chapter one. I I'm excited. Okay. It came around the curve behind, and so swiftly <laughs> did the, did the driver take the dangerous turn that the two wheels were off the ground as the car shot into view. A cloud of dust and stones arose. The car veered violently from the left to the right, and then it roared at headlong speed along the sl- down the slope. Maybe my standards have changed just because of all the crap we've it's been just reading. It's so good, but this is so much better. Already. So much better written. <laughs> like. I, I hate that we are on a collision course, not with the Hardy Boys, but with racism somewhere in this book. Because <laughs> we're on a collision course <laughs> with racism, we don't know where it's coming Can't from. Watch out! The racism's coming right at you. They're driving all crazy with this racism. <laughs> I don't know. Get off the road. Get off the narration. My God. Get out of here. The boys glimpsed as uh, the boys glimpsed a tense figure at the wheel. How he? How ca- do you see this figure? Wow, he looks really tense. He's not the thing that I'm fucking worried about. He's just holding in a massive shit. That's the thing. He's just like, I gotta go! I gotta make it home! I'm not gonna do it in the car! I'm an adult! I can't pull over! How he kept the car on the road was a miracle, for the racing automobile swung from side to side. At one moment, it would be in imminent danger or crashing over the embankment down on the rocks below. The next instant, the car would be over the other side of the road, grazing the cliff. Okay, well, that's the first paragraph we can edit out. Hill, what? There's way too much. To, nothing happened. What do you mean nothing's happened? There's stuff happening. It's just the car is doing this. It's fishtailing, but he's not actually like. It's just all the description I have is exactly where I was at the beginning. Do you just imagine a, like an animatic of someone just like shifting a car back and forth, like like kind of like ah! they're, kinda, they're moving two poles to <laughs> show it moving back and forth? And because I was like, okay, cool. Wow, this car is out of control. And you read that paragraph, and I'm like, cool. The car is out of control. Where's the next bit? He'll run us down, shouted Joe in alarm. The idiot! Indeed, the position of the two lads was perilous. The road was narrow enough to at any time. And Get his license plate number. <laughs> it's four, six. <laughs> that was it. I got I got the both numbers. <laughs> we'll get him now. We'll crack this case wide open. From this license plate. Uh, I bet his brakes were cut. <laughs> well, we'll see. Boring. Bo- it's so boring when the brakes are cut on a vehicle. Ugh. Little, How passe for a 1927 detective novel. <laughs> what cliches are in this book? Are uh, they going to find the knife in the, in the candlestick in the library or some find shit? It in one of the tires or something, or the gas tank. Or <laughs> All this fuel they're using is making it go faster. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, the position of the two lines was perilous. The road was narrow enough at any point. Is my levels okay? We're good. We're good. Okay. The road was narrow enough at any point, at any time, and this car was taking up very every was taking up every inch of space in a cloud, in a great cloud of dust. It bore directly down on the two motorcyclists. It seemed to leap through the air. The front wheels lift left a rut, and the rear of the car skidded violently about. By the twist of the wheel, the driver pulled the car back into the roadway again, just as it seemed about to plunge over the embankment. It shot over toward the cliff, swerved back again. Fucking boring. <laughs> it was, there's no dialogue. I don't know what's happening here. What? The car's out of control. They're yeah, I know. Again, I, I was already at that point of just like, it's nothing. <laughs> visually, it's not 
It shot over toward the cliff, swerved back again into the middle of the roadway, and then shot ahead at terrific speed. Joe, Frank and Joe, edged their motorcycles as... They edged their motorcycles, huh? Edged their motorcycles as far to the right. Are you edging me? (laughs) (laughs) Keep me on the edge. No, no, no. Frank, I don't think you can... I don't think motorcycles feel any pleasure. (laughs) We gotta keep riding for a while. I'm almost done. (laughs) As far to the right of the road as they dared. To their horror, they saw the car was skidding again. The driver made no attempt to slacken the road, to slacken speed. The automobile was hurtling toward them. That was the end of the chapter. We got through a chapter. We got through one chapter. We're only 44 minutes in this podcast. We got through one chapter. I don't believe it. Um, I say we wrap it up there just because of time. I mean, what's your time? Like, we're at uh, 3.40. Hey, you know what? Um, I could probably do one more chapter. What? Yeah. You want to ride? Let's keep riding. Uh, okay, I'm gonna keep writing. I'm going but, uh, off the rails. We do have some anyway. comments, so maybe we should uh, jump. We should on those. address them. Yeah. Uh, I can't quite read that. Uh, Joy Bjorn Bjorn. Joy Bjorn. Joy Bjorn. Sorry for mispronouncing that. Says I don't really want to watch this, but why can't I look away? It's because <laughs> we're gorgeous. <laughs> it's it's the horror of the Hardy Boys. Uh, and then comment here. Another one was same uh, same user. Is it space in the background or dust glowing in the sun? Why is it so dusty? Why? How are the sun doing the effect? We will probably never know. It's by our green screen backdrop. Uh, they love it. <laughs> they yeah, love it already. So. Uh, okay, yeah. Let's jump into the next chapter. All right. Sounds good. All right. Chapter two, The Stolen Roadster. Class, turn to your copies to page nine. The auto brake squealed. <clears throat> well, the brakes aren't out. <laughs> it was just the driver's choice to try to kill those children. <laughs> the driver. I'm just looking for a good time. <laughs> just want to feel my blood rise. <laughs> Suddenly we're in a JD Bauer book. I just I. I can only I calm f- if I crash into something. <laughs> I need the thrill of the kill. <laughs> the driver on the oncoming car swung the wheel vi- viciously about. For He's fish tailing. He can't let us go left or right. Oh my god, which way am I going? For a moment, it appeared that the wheels would be would not respond. Okay. The, then they gripped the gravel and the automobile swerved, then shot past. Bits of sand and gravel flung about the two boys as they crouched by their motorcycles at the edge of the embankment. We note that we did not say that they stopped. They just are now crouching along. I'm just imagining there are circus motorcyclists who are able to ride their bikes. They're they're riding the side. Yeah, like they're on uh, the side. They've jumped like, off and yeah. they're just holding the. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's why I'm imagining right now because they're just so good. The Hardy Boys. They're just so good. They've um, got all these <clears throat> other skills, but they just got to be detectives. <laughs> they're able to like make amazing fettuccine Alfredo. They're they able to do fantastic feats of uh, of, uh, of 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 coordination on their bikes and stuff. But they they can talk over two loud engines and hear each other perfectly. They've got super hearing and we've, speech. We've uh, clearly established this. So um, yeah, uh, the car had missed them only by inches. Gasp! <gasps> There's an exclamation point. So we should be doing that. Probably Frank, the only one he uses per chapter, right? He's on. He's on a diet. He's got a diet of one exclamation point per chapter. Hang on. All right, I'm gonna. I've got a surplus here of uh, exclamation points, but I can't use it. I gotta hold it. I gotta save him. I'm saving it for the finale. Franklin, Franklin W. Dixon, don't you dare put another Frank of exclamation point. How dare you, sir? 
Frank caught a glimpse of the driver, who turned about at that moment, and in spite of the speed at which the automobile was traveling, and in spite of the perils of the road, shouted something that could not catch at them, and shook, and shook his fist. <laughs> the sand people only, they walk single file to hide their numbers. This is the, he's shouting something racist, but we just can't hear it. <laughs> The car has traveled. The car was traveling at too great of a uh, too great a speed to enable the lad to distinguish the driver's features. But he saw that the man had was hatless. Oh shit! Oh Jesus! In nineteen twenty-seven, that is a faux pas. No hat. And that he had a shock of red hair blowing in the wind. Okay, he's got um, red hair. He's got a red hair. He's definitely evil. Put all the gingers on trial. Burn him. I was about to say they're gonna, He's gonna. He's evil. He's clearly evil now. Well. I just narrowed this. Th- this case just got solved. <laughs> there's there's no mystery yet. Head in Willow Low, Lil- Willowville. Lil- but the thing is, like, there's no mystery yet. But we know who did it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then the automobile disappeared from sight around the curve ahead, roaring away in a cloud of dust. The Roadhog. Gasped, Dro. Dro. Watch your mouth, kid. <laughs> Joe, I know, right? Pushing. Whoa. Get bar out. We're gonna wash your mouth out with that mouth. Mouth, 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 mouth. As soon as he recovered from his surprise, <gasps> Roadhog. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I say when I almost get clipped by a car. What a Roadhog! He must be crazy. Frank, Frank exclaimed angrily. Why, he might have pushed us both right over the embankment. <laughs> Emerald Akbar is taking the form of. Frank. Oh no, he, this is not my Akbar. Oh, is. <laughs> My trailer found. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh my God! At the rate, at the rate he was going, I don't think he cared whether he ran anyone down or not. He was also a redhead, so he didn't definitely didn't care. He has no soul. He, he just wants to kill those who have them, so he feels good. He must uh, he must reap them in order to stay on this earth <laughs> with this bargain with the with the Dark Lord. <laughs> Both boys were justifiably this book is already more fascinating because of that so line. So much more. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. Oh my Let's god. Let's do this. So good. Both boys were justifiably angry. On such a narrow, treacherous road, there was a danger enough when an automobile passed them traveling at even a reasonable speed. But the recklessness and insane driving of the red-headed motorist was nothing short of criminal. I'm gonna write down his license and tell dad. <laughs> I'm gonna tell on you. Uh Europe. Just as a heads up. Mm. I am starting to feel my throat doing the... Yeah, I was a little worried about that. The dancey dance. Let me see. This looks like a shorter chapter. Yeah, it's about the same. I, 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 we'll try to get through it. Uh, just back backstory as I uh, totally... Well, <laughs> if you listen to the last episode. Yeah, right? <laughs> I blew the tires out of my throat. <laughs> Have you ever watched a, if you ever watched a car die? <laughs> and and, f- and burst into flame? That was Kent. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Um, if we ever catch up to him. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind, declared Frank. I'm justifiably raged that I can hurt him now. <laughs> now I can let loose the brains of society and give him a piece of my mind. What let are you going to say, Frank? nature go through. What are you going to say about it, Frank? I'm angry with you. No. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'm setting you up for a really uh, good I, joke. I was like, oh, man. I... No content with almost running us down. He had to shake his fist at us. <laughs> oh, not content. Damn it. I thought he said content. Roadhog. Muttered Joe again. Jail is too good for the likes of him. Wow. <laughs> we gotta do this ourselves. 
Get the rope, Joe. Find the nearest tree. That's not a redhead. That's just an average guy. I don't care. I'm really angry. <laughs> he has to die, Joe. He'll die in his I'm place Frank. until we find the real one. <laughs> it was only... Hang on. Joe's going to him. It was only his own life he endangered. It wouldn't be so bad. Good, what? Good thing we had our motorcycles. If we had if we had been in another car, there would have been a smash-up. Sure. I've never heard that many times that, like, thank God I had my motorcycle. Usually that's, like... The start and the end of the accident is because of that. Why did they have a motorcycle? Why? <laughs> Why? I had a motorcycle accident. Uh-huh. Yep, I bet you did. St. Peter wrote it down in the book. Yep. Oh, you're destined for death. The boys uh, resumed their journey, and by the time they had reached the curve ahead, that enabled them to see the village of Willowvale lying in a little valley along the bay and beneath them. Wow, where the fuck is this trail? This town sounds like it's mythical. It's, a, it's, a, it's like Rivendale it's or It's a mountain on top of a, a bay. Yeah, I was like, what's the typography happening in the top the topogra- what's the topographical nature of this of this area? I don't understand what we're looking at. The top of the mountain goes straight to the beach. What? Just take the path, man. What are you talking about? No, uh, it's just a straight line up. Fifty degrees. Uh hang on. Uh, beneath them there was no trace of the reckless motorist it was a ghost frank delivered the legal papers his father had given them you've been served sir (laughs) damn it (laughs) and then the boys had uh the boys had the rest of the day to themselves let's go solve a mystery it's too dark it's too dark to go back to bayport just now said he said to oh wait that's you sorry I no, saw I saw Joe. Joe. I saw Joe. Too. I saw Joe. All right. It's too early to go back to Bayport just now. Said Joe. Let's get some drinks. Or he said to Joe. Yeah, I was about to say, where's the follow-up to that? <laughs> I saw a bar on the way into town. It There's good. a titty club at the edge of town that we need to go motorboat in, Joe. I don't want to. I've got some fake IDs that say we're 16. Let's go. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Let's say we get out and visit Chet Morton. Good idea, agreed Joe. He has often asked us to come out and see him. I love the context. Like, we need the narrative set up, but we want a character to say it. Like, that's what that was. I I like that Chet's always asking two teenage kids to come visit him. Chet Morton was a school chum of the Hardy Boys. Okay, okay. His father was a real estate dealer uh, with an office in Bayport, but the family lived in the country about a mile from the city. As if Bayport is like this bustling metropolis. They live in the country. They lived in the country about a mile away from the city. So far. My God. I wish they had some sort of mechanized transport that goes fast, but Oof. oh man, they're never going to get a mile but down the I road. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to function. They couldn't even walk there. I was about to say, I'm like, how are they going to get anywhere? What the fuck? I love, I wish we saw this. I, guess I wish we still had this. <laughs> I, I guess he, uh, the, the writer doesn't know maps either. Doesn't know motorcycles. Doesn't know direction length or nope, whatever. Nope, nope, He's leaving that up to the copy editor to fix. Although Willowvale was some distance away, the boys knew a r- of a road that would take them across the country to the Morton House, and from there, they could return to Bayport. Oh, the Morton House? Well, that's about, oh, that's 50 yards down the road. You'll be there by sundown for sure. Trust the Morton's delivery man. I was trying to riff off the Trust the Gordon's Fisherman. Oh, yeah, I don't know that one. I'm sorry. It's a 1970s it's the, frozen fish. The stick. Gordon Fishman, he, he's Mr. Stay Puff. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he always takes care of me. Yeah. I always feel good around Mr. Mr. Gordon's, whatever the fuck it is. Trust the Gordon's Fisherman. Anyway, 
<clears throat> I'm not 50. And from there, they could take the return to Bayport. It would make their journey longer, but they would have the pleasure of visiting their chum. Come on, chum. I love that chum's being used in earnest here. Like, this is like a descriptive term. Yeah, that's... Uh, come on, old chum. Yeah, it's nice. This is cool. Hey, chum. Let's <laughs> chum the waters with you. What? Nothing. Here, Let's go just fishing. Night. Just have this. Have night. you heard that jingle? I can't get it out of my head. You know, you stick the knife in your friend and you carve along the spine. You grind up his muscles and then you turn him into brine. I mean, f fishes are your friends for sure. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Chet was his, Chet was a favorite of with all the boys. Mm. Not the least reasons of his popularity being the fact that he had a roadster of his own and a smoking body in which he drove to school every day and with which he was very generous in giving rides to his friends after school after school hours. <clears throat> cool. The Hardy Boys drove along the country roads. So why is he so popular with them if they already have motorcycles? I'm about to say, wouldn't motorcycles be the cooler thing? Way cooler. I was about to say, like, if you're a high I schooler, roller, that motorcycles aren't cooler. I was about to say, if you're rolling into school as a high schooler on a motorcycle, <laughs> you're immediately cooler than everybody else. Sup? Yeah. Don't be a douchebag, but you're immediately like yeah. perceived as cooler. You do the kickstand down. You're like, mm, hang on, I just took a just rode a. I'm sorry, what's up? Oh, I was just riding in. Yeah, no, you're yeah, you're instantly cool. And you're all and all all bikers are surfers apparently. That's fine. Hey, yeah, bro! <laughs> just, uh, just rode in. Caught a sick curve with my with my Ducati. Uh, uh, sorry, we're we're down at the mountaintop. I was just down at the beach uh, two minutes ago, <laughs> just catching some waves, <laughs> some gnarly surf, bro. I had to throw up because of altitude sickness. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> the Hardy Boys drove along the country roads in the spring sunlight. Enjoying the freedom of their holiday as boys, as only boys can. <laughs> Catcalling women and making them feel like crap. Hey, you want to have a good time? Oh, God. I'm, I'm nowhere safe. I just want to go to the store. I'm just hungry. I want to make dinner. <laughs> so bad. My parents have to work three jobs. <laughs> the economy's not working for anyone. <laughs> Except for the super wealthy. I am glad they're going to fix that soon. <laughs> In the future, 2000, we're going to fly around in bubble cars. <laughs> we'll all live on the moon. <laughs> Made of cheese. We just don't have to bring any food. We just eat the moon. And we'll all be equal wealth. <laughs> <laughs> Inequality will be gone. <laughs> when they had reached the col a culvert not far from the Morton place, Frank suddenly brought his motorcycle to a stop and peered down into a clump of bushes in the deep Joe dish. continued to drive. <laughs> Joe was like, fuck this. Fuck this. <laughs> Frank, he just stops. Wait. <laughs> Did you hear me say wait? He'll be, he'll be back. <laughs> he always comes back. What's the matter? You're, uh, you're speaking. Some, you're this line. Oh, I missed her. You're, what you're, page are we on? You're here. Oh, I... Fuck, I blanked. My apologies. Somebody's had a spill. He remarked. Down in the bushes lay an upturned automobile. The car was a... That's how he describes... Well, no use crying over spilt milk. Frank is Captain Understating. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's going to war. And I he's know. He's going to be successful. Yeah, he's going to be like... Don't get your panties in a twist. Just half our men died. We still the other half. I killed them all with a knife. I watched the light in their eyes fade. And it was too good for them. <laughs> now I'm going to have some spaghetti. Spaghetti in their guts. 
The car was a total wreck and lay at the bottom upward in a mass of tangled junk. Must have been hitting an awful clip uh, to crumple up like that, Joe commented. Perhaps these are someone, perhaps there's someone underneath. Let us go, let's go see and see. Because we should have this dialogue while we're looking at a wreck. Yes, Joe. Because I, I was, agree with your assessment that I, somebody yeah. might be under this car. You know, and they might be critically injured and needing transportation to a local hospital. We should look and investigate this. I hope that their insurance covers their ability to be treated nicely because the U.S. health system is so messed up these days. I wish one day that we'll have a one-payer system. Frank, do you believe that the socioeconomics of our country will allow this to happen in the future? I think the ding in the side of the car is more of a priority that we need to have fixed. (laughs) Otherwise, to help grow the economy to local uh, mechanics. The boys left their motorcycles by the road and went down to the wreck car. But there was no sign of either driver or passengers. <laughs> okay. This is a mystery. Yeah, I know. If anyone was hurt and had been taken away by now, probably this wreck is a day or so old. I Sa- can tell that, you know. Yeah, said Frank, the 15-year-old. All right, let's go. Can't do any more good here, and we don't want the cops to find us. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> they might blame us for this fucking wreck. What are you boys doing down there? Investigating. You wouldn't know how that is. <laughs> Oh, your badge? What's that good for? Is that a paperweight? If I was a little bit stupider, I could be a cop, too. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, that's a classic line. Anyway, the boys gave a little further thought. Yeah, okay. Uh, Boys gave it a little bit further thought. No, wait, no, I jumped ahead. They They gave no thought at all. I don't give a shit about anyone. They left the wreckage and returned to the road again, resuming their journey. The only real mystery is where my emotions are. (laughs) The mystery is the only mystery that left is what's on the road. If only my father loved me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not tracking. I know. Spots. I th- if I I thought at first it might be our reading a red a redheaded speed fiend, but that wouldn't make any sense. You're on a completely different road in a different part of town. But if it was, he he was sure lucky to get out of alive, and thank God he was driving so fast that he. A day away from that. You know, the, you should, I've been told you should drive as fast as you can and throw yourself from the car as it's going. And uh, this wreckage is a day or so old, and they saw him ten minutes ago, so at first I thought it was him, but... Uh, the continuity tracks. I'm just going to blame him. He's redhead. Yeah, yeah, just fuck them. The boys gave a little further thought to the incident, and before long, they were in sight of the Morton's house. A big home-like... If I saw a car upturned on the side of the road and i walked up to it i would think about nothing other than that the rest of the day i'd be like holy shit holy shit holy shit a car was basically on fire driving in front of me on the fucking freeway today so and you just mentioned this now well you know we've had a we've had a day <laughs> we've had a day yes but i mean another pin what basically the on motor- fire or actually actually on fire the motor was spewing out black smoke from the tailpipe like only black smoke that means your engine's burning so. oh and this woman was just like it, it was. It was the most surreal thing because it was a pet, a pet grooming van, <laughs> and it was like a beat up old pet grooming van that was like a Mercedes Benz. Yeah, and the woman behind the wheel was like probably in her early twenties, and she just looked like like she was just like I have to get to wherever the fuck it is I'm going, and this motor is burning the fuck up. And if this she, car's on fire, it doesn't matter. I just gotta get there. I got a feeling she murdered someone in the back or something, whatever. But like, I called the cops because I was like, her car is going to fucking catch fire on the middle of the fucking freeway. She should not be driving it. I am so surprised that you brought this up just now. This is uh, yeah, I, the first thing I would have told you. It's just, 
it's just don't be stupid driving a car around with fucking black smoke coming out of the back. It's, if it's a diesel, then your your engine's still fucked up, unless yeah. you're coal rolling, and then in that case, you're an asshole. But the point is, you know, it's just you. Th- that's not good. You don't want to be doing that. And she didn't care. She wasn't trying to stop. She was just going. She Go got, faster. Yeah. She was just like, I'm gonna like. She wants to seize the engine and see if it catches fire. Is like what she was doing. So. Uh. We we sometimes joke that I'm going to drive my car forever until it's driven to the ground. But this woman is like, no, I'm doing it. I'm bearing it. I'm committed. Are I have you? my hands. I'm digging the fucking grave myself right now. With the house of a home-like rambling old farmhouse with an apple orchard at the rear. When the boys drove down the lane, they saw a figure awaiting them in the, at the barnyard gate. That's you. That's, uh, that's Chet, said Frank. Uh, I'm glad we found him at home. I thought he might have uh, gone out in the car. It is strange, Joe agreed. On a holiday like this, uh, he doesn't usually stay around the farm. Yeah, it's convenient that he's here when he invited us over and knew we were coming today. With the open invitation, he always leaves open and never actually calls on. Did they contact? Oh, I thought that they they didn't say that they were to the... Oh, so they're just dropping in. Oh, okay. Well, then I take it all back. As they approached... They saw Chet leave the gate and come down the lane to meet them. Chet was one of the most popular boys at the Bay Point High, Bayport High School. For one reason, for his popularity but, uh, being uh, his unfailing good nature and his ability to see fun in almost any everything. You wanted to say something? No, I'm very, exci- I'm okay. very excited for whatever he says. He was full of jokes and good humor and was rarely seen without a smile on his plump, freckled face. But today, 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 because we have a hyphenated two and day, the Hardy Boys saw that there was something wrong. Chet's face had an anxious expression, and they and they brought their motorcycles to a stop. They saw that their old their chum's usually cheery face was clouded. What's the matter? Asked Frank, as their frightened friend, as their friend hastened hastened up to them. Oh, who's gonna be Chet? Uh, you want me or you? How many pages we got left? Three pages. All right, I'll be chat. Okay. You're <clears throat> <laughs> just in time. Oh God, you sure you want to do chat like that? Yes. Oh, okay. I I gave him an out. Let it be known. <laughs> Replied Chet hurriedly. Her- we'll call that foreshadowing. Okay. <laughs> you didn't meet a fellow driving any roadster, did you? The two brothers looked at each other blankly. Your road, sir? We didn't recognize it anywhere. No, we didn't see it, said Joe. What's happened? It's been stolen. Stolen? An auto thief stole it from the garage not half an hour ago. He just went in as cool as you please and made made it away with the car. The hired man saw the... uh, Hired man? Saw the roadster disappearing down the lane, but he supposed I was in it, so he didn't think anything of it. Then he saw me out in the yard a little while later, so he got suspicious, and the roadster was gone. Wasn't it locked? That's the strange part of it. I have the keys in there. That's because I normally do. (laughs) So I don't know how he got out. The car was locked, although the garage door was open. I can't see how he got away with it. A professional job, (laughs) commented Frank. These auto thieves always carry scores of keys with them. There's only six keys in the world. I was about know. to say, all the key patterns are taken up. They just have to, they, you have to rent one. Oh, it's the fifth one I should have suspected. That's how Silicon Valley made all their money. They made more key designs. 
We're full of good, uh, useful tips today. Uh, but we're losing time. But I was I'm joking. On the, I'm on the case. But, uh, I, but I was joking. It's going to be expenses <laughs> and uh, $500 to put deductible deposit and for me to take this case. Uh, but the only thing is to, is to set out in pursuit and to notify the police. Oh, they actually <clears throat> notify the police. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. The hired man didn't see which way the fellow went, did he? No! There is only one road, and we didn't meet him, so he must have taken the turning to the right at the end of the lane. Thank God for that explanation. We'll chase him, said Joe. Climb into onto our bike, Chet. We'll get the thief yet. Yeah, you're with me, buddy. You gotta <laughs> get in my... Sit in front of me. Yeah. I'll let you drive. <laughs> No, I'm still driving. Oh. I'll wrap my hands around you. Just keep it close. I don't want you to. Okay. I want you to be safe. Keep it close, safe, close and safe. Chat. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, cr- cried Frank suddenly. <laughs> Sorry. I have an idea. Let's uh, let's you and me go in the back. <laughs> Joe, do you remember that car we saw wrecked with the bushes? Sure. You didn't forget it already. It was no. only the most interesting thing we've seen today. <laughs> 1927 was like, oh my god, a bush rolled through town, guys. Yeah, we almost died. I guess that's more interesting. But then we saw an actual car crash. Yeah. I'd be like, today's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Shh. Perhaps. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Sorry, I was trying to figure out. It's okay. It's still Frank? Yeah, it's you. Perhaps the driver that stole the first automobile he could lay his hands on after the wreck. What wreck was that? Asked Chet. Thank God, a little breaky break for me. Ooh, yeah. The Hardy Boys told them of the car wreck that they had found by the roadside. It had occurred to Frank that perhaps the smash-up might have occurred just a short while before and that the driver of the wreck had resumed his interrupted journey in a small stolen automobile. Didn't he just say that he thought it was been sitting there for a day or two? And now he's just like, oh, it must have just happened? It took him... Frank is day. the worst detective. It took him a day to walk down the street, obviously. He slept there in the bushes under next to that other uh, house and the car in that driveway. But uh, He had no arms or legs. Clearly, he takes a while to get around, using his chin in order to uh, actuate the accelerator and steer the wheel. It makes sense why he was driving so erratically down the road as he's uh, using his tongue to use the <laughs> pedal and uh, his uh, jaw to do the steering. His, his eyebrows are clearly cannot indicate anything other than shock and horror. His, his left eyebrow was signaling that he was going to be turning left. Uh, All right. I have no idea. Uh, it's you. It sounds reasonable? Yeah. It sounds reasonable, said Chet. Let's go and take a look at this wreck. We could get the license number, and that may help us find the name of the owner. This guy did even did even attempt to try to see if that was his car. Like it didn't seem like it was that far from his house. Anyway, did Chet call the police yet? Apparently not. He's just standing there waiting for the Hardy Boys to show up to tell him what to do. Oh, thank God you're here. I wasn't expecting you, but I think we met our Watson. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chet is our Watson. Chet's gonna get dunked on. I feel. Anyway. (laughs) The motorcycles roared as the three chums set out back along the road toward the place where the upturned automobile had been seen among the bushes. The boys lost no time in reaching the place, for they realized that every second was precious. And And the crime scene was already 28 (laughs) hours old. (laughs) So every second counted. You know, a murderer is gone after a a day's window, and, welp, we missed him by four hours. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) If only we'd not come to see chat. I know. The boys had lost no time. Okay. Uh, greater advantage. Okay. 
realized that every second it was precious and that they no longer had, and that the longer they delayed, the greater they was the advantage to the car thief. The car had not been disturbed <laughs> in the roughly- This crime scene hasn't been disturbed by anyone but us. For the last two minutes. It's, it's still an active crime scene. All right. I want you to get a police bulletin out. There's semen over here, chief. That's what I thought. That was mine, but I'm sure there's going to be more. <laughs> also from me. I love crime scenes. <laughs> you you collect car, all that and return that to my house. The right? car <laughs> been, been the Send that to Chet, will you? Oh, my God. And apparently no one had been near the car since the boys had discovered, it, had discovered the wreck. Ten minutes ago. Yeah, I know. They parked their motorcycles by the roadside and again went down into the bushes to examine the wrecked car. Through their disappointment, the car bore no license plates. That looks suspicious, said Frank. It's more than suspicious, said Joe, who had withdrawn a little to one side and was examining the automobile from the rear. Don't you remember seeing this car before, Frank? Yeah, it when we were here, it was in the bushes. It didn't occur to me. <laughs> Just seriously. It didn't occur to me until to, to me until you mentioned the matter of the license plates. Seriously? Well, the license plates have been stripped off this car wreck. It's no like, big deal. Okay. I've been wondering if this isn't the same car that passed us on the shore road at the curve. Replied Wait, Frank what? slowly. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Time so, and space are a matter of opinion. It's relative. It's all relative. As Einstein, who was a popular figure of the day, is uh, stated, this is uh, it's all bullshit. We all made it up. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, nothing matters. Existence is, uh, is pointless. We're all going <laughs> to die. Let's go to the void. Frank, we're just talking about a car with no license plates. Huh? <laughs> uh, uh. You're acting just like Dad. <laughs> ah, it's because he had to deal with you. <laughs> uh, it is the same car. There's no doubt of it in my mind. It didn't have a license plate. I noticed at the time, it, I, for I wanted to get the fellow's number, and it was a touring car of the same make as this. Hey, you ask every boy for his number. But you're right, Joe. There's no mistake. That red-headed piece of shit driver came to the <laughs> grief in the came to grief in the ditch. That's where all this red hair's from. It's everywhere. And this body. And this body. <laughs> and this mangled corpse behind the wheel. <laughs> but we don't want to talk about. But it. who might be the victim is the real question. <laughs> is it the safety laws of the United States that are to blame? <laughs> what about the system on trial? <laughs> Joe, stop! It didn't work last time. Just as we said he would. And then he went to the nearest farmhouse, which happened to be Chet's place, and stole the first car he ever saw. And then he did that before he saw us, and drove past <laughs> us on the road. I'm s like, I, it was making sense, and then... The thing, the thing that's just making me laugh is they think they're just such good detectives. It's like, oh, you're so cute. Look at you. You don't know shit. The busted car was one of the... was The one that fella was running... Who nearly sent us off the cliff, Joe declared as he repeated the facts that they just fucking said for the last three paragraphs. And it was ten ch and it's ten chances to one that he's the fellow who stole Pichette's roadster. Again, repeating. And he's and he's a redheaded, which the is nothing that meant anything in the facts that were stacking up here. Yeah, there was a redheaded <laughs> guy that ran past you, but there was nothing stated that he was a redheaded guy that... They're really bad at this. Clearly, look at the lock of hair in here and the bagpipes. He must be a redhead. Chad, I'm going to have to take you down to the police station for some questioning. I suspect that you stole your own car and drove past me and put on a redheaded wig. Uh, I'm going to throw the book at you. <laughs> um, I, no! You're, you're under arrest. No! 
I'm being framed. It was me. I did it. <laughs> All right, you got me. All right, what else we got? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, who the fuck's talking? The busted yeah, chat. Uh, no, 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 clues. <laughs> We're terrible. Yeah. We have the clues anyway. That was me, actually. Yeah, we whatever. have the clues anyway. And he went to um, past our farmhouse instead of turning back the way he came. I'm Cried not going to be consistent with chat. Who gives a shit? Come on, fellas. Let's go after him. There was one little bit of gas in the roadster anyway. Perhaps he's stalled by this time. Or made it to a gas station. Perhaps Just he's gone to have someone pump the gas for him. Thrilling with excitement of, the, of, a, ch of a chase. Of a day-old chase. <laughs> They're chasing ghosts. Just like dust clouds. The boys clambered back onto the motorcycles, and within a few moments, a cloud of dust rose from the road as the Hardy Boys and Chet Morton set out in a swift pursuit of the red-headed automobile thief. Yeah. End of chapter two. We got two chapters done in the first reading. That Woo! is a fucking record. And Thank you, future, proper formatting. Thank you, <clears throat> proper flow. Thank you, 20th century. Uh, what a difference. Yeah. And I, I would say that I don't think either of us were expecting it to be written that well. Because no, not at all. There's some logic problems, but I'll take logic problems with proper formatting over anything else. We it felt like we were doing a remix. We were like for when we were doing Sherlock Grimm's Fairy Tales because it is almost impossible to fucking read uh, in a straight line with that fucking with those old books. It's crazy. I got some facts for you. You got some facts for me. The Joker just broke one billion worldwide. Whoa. Okay. Anyway, uh, well, definitely this is a good spot to cut off, and we will. Uh, uh, go to our Patreon exclusive uh, between the stacks. Yep, yep, yep. But thank you, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, let's do our little uh, quick little uh, outro shit. Our diddly do. Uh, diddly do. Uh, we'd like to thank our patrons uh, for being a patron <coughs> of our podcast. Uh, it's definitely the best way to support the show. But before you do that, um, whatever platform you're listening to this on, there's a bunch. Uh, hit like, subscribe, follow, whatever that um, whatever that crap is. We appreciate it. And share it around with friends. That helps. Uh, but what can help even more is going over to iTunes to or, or not iTunes Apple Podcasts to review us. Uh, and if you write a review, we will read it out on the show. We've already done that before. Uh, as long as it isn't hate speech, like what we're probably going to read in this book uh, for the Hardy <laughs> Boys, then we are happy to read it. Uh, and then, yeah, if you want to support the show, head over to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash badaudiobooks. Uh, we want to thank all the new patrons that we got last month. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to follow the show, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Bad Audiobooks. Uh, Nick, you also have a personal Instagram. It's cool. Yes, I do. It's Real Human Maz, where you find all my woodworking and w writing stuff or random pictures that I post. And then uh, I have an Instagram as well. Uh, it's at Kent Heidelman. And I put all my comics, art, drawings, and all the cool, fun, crazy shit there. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for watching us. Uh, on the, the stream on uh, Twitch. Yeah, uh, thanks thank you for, for joining us to the us the, on the podcast. Uh, we really really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye guys. <laughs>